Good evening and welcome to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Gary Morgan. With me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Jim Stam. Jim, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. Um, from the looks of my screen here, it looks like we're letting anybody in here for guests, I take it? <laughs> well, he had us over not very long ago, so it's only fair, right? We gave him a little taste with Call Your Shot, and now he want to be on. I get it. So uh, joining us this week is our good friend, producer, and in general baseball fan who's just coming out of hiding, Eddie Provident. Eddie, long time no talk, brother. How are you? Man, it is good to be here, guys. And uh, I, I had to pick the best week pretty much of the last two or three seasons, right? I mean, uh, we've, you'd have to think. I mean, this has been a, a baseball lover's dream these last couple of weeks here in, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, at least the last week. It's been pretty great, man. Super exciting to watch and everything. And speaking of that, you know, O'Neill Cruz's arrival to this team has, I think, uh, changed the, the mix a little bit in the fan base. We're starting to see some younger kids now. Um, I just, I'm getting followed by some high school kids now, <laughs> like talking baseball and stuff. And it's pretty cool. And, and I thought, you know, there's also a lot of people returning that have kind of turned away for a long time, and now they all want to see the freak show, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they're they're coming in and, and starting to ask questions and wonder where this guy came from and where he, how he got here. So I figured, boys and girls, this is a great place to put a pin in. O'Neill Cruz is here now, and and I think we should do a real quick reset, a real quick broad strokes look at how we got here because if you don't know where you've been how the hell do you know where you're going (laughs) i mean i think i think it's time so so any opposition to that jim eddie you good with that no let's do it i mean where do we start the story all starts in 2019 right the wheels fell off and I, i mean i still firmly believe if people didn't raise hell they probably would have stopped at hurdle getting fired But it didn't. On come Charrington. And I mean broad strokes, folks. We're just skipping over a bunch of stuff. Yeah, because just saying um, mildly uh, that the wheels fell off, um, that's probably not exactly descriptive enough. Uh, That's that's a normal Thursday in my life, man. The wheels came (laughs) off. (laughs) I figured we'd start start with Charrington coming in and kind of what he looked at. He looked at his team. When we say the cupboard was bare for Huntington – don't you think we're really kind of saying there wasn't any reinforcements close enough to help what was there and they couldn't afford to get where they needed to get? Yeah, I think I think um, a lot of people love to just compare them straight up. Really, really different situations, in my opinion. And you know, we don't need to rehash all of it. But um, uh, to me, they walked into di- – or. Uh, Sherrington walked into a different situation than currently what Neil Huntington was staring at. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's a competition between which one of them walked into no. the worst situation, right? But as soon as they looked at the situation that was there and present, and their real talent, O'Neill Cruz, maybe Mitch Keller, a couple other guys, were 
right there, maybe a couple steps away. There wasn't enough to help make that team into a real winner. And, and also, at least not long. If I can interject real quick, everybody's so quick to to you know crap on Neil Huntington. Let's not forget that he did. He was the architect behind the first playoff appearance and you know two other playoff appearances uh for the first time in over you know over 20 years was a 21 22 years worth of um really bad baseball so uh, there's a lot to be said about neil huntington but before we get into all of that and we compare him to ben charrington what's going on now and how things ended it's kind of the same thing with jim rutherford on the penguin side remember the good things that this guy did do he he was a part of some really good baseball here in pittsburgh he was and a lot of those parts got moved out so that's what happened. They evaluated. They said, we can't go forward from here, and we're too far away to bring anything up and replace it. We got to start out. Yep. They bought into it. They did it. You can agree with that, disagree with it. That's what happened. That's all we're talking about now. We're not telling you that was the right path. I'm telling you <laughs> this was the path. They sold Marte. They sold Bell, Frazier, Musgrove. Name anybody else you think I forgot that's gone. That's how they got a lot of the guys you're seeing mm-hmm. right now. You know, and then you have Huntington holdovers. Yeah, that cupboard wasn't bare. No, no, it wasn't. cupboard was just real friggin' deep, and we all had short arms. You know, when I now worked, they're here. When I worked in construction, uh, I worked uh, for a brick mason for for a couple summers out of high school, and uh, we used to rebuild walls. And, you know, the first thing you have to do when you rebuild a wall, right, Gary? Jim, yes. you have to tear the whole thing down. You can't leave some of it. You've got to tear the whole thing down. And I was excited to see the Pirates tear the whole thing down. When they started going on this selling spree, I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't frustrated about it. To me, it was kind of like, all right, finally, they're, you know, they're getting, uh, they're, com- they're getting off of the fence. They're going to one side and they're just saying, we're going all in with this. Whether it works or not, we don't know. We'll find out in five, 10 years, but we're at least going to do everything that we can to bring in new, fresh talent. And that's exactly what they did. Uh, Gary, I saw you have an argument with somebody, or maybe it was DK. I can't remember. It was one of the two of you. I get you two mixed up all the time, uh, you and DK. <laughs> <laughs> um, but somebody was talking about the, uh, the McCutcheon trade and how you know, frustrating it was to see someone like McCutcheon get sold off. And then in the same tweet had talked about, you know, they're going to do the same thing with Brian Reynolds. <laughs> I mean, it's like, like yeah. come on, man, like at least know the history. You know what I mean? I, I mean, like to me, I guess I don't really even like, I don't even care that people get upset about stuff like that. I don't expect people to pay attention to the transactions the way I do. What I'm saying here, Jim, is I think we need to be, a welcoming fan base because (laughs) this ownership pushed people to the limit sure and they lost a lot of fans so if somebody's going to come back i don't want to just smack them in the nose for not knowing what happened three months ago right (laughs) we all know somebody too we all know at least one person yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is one of those things where I think, like, you've got to look. People, people stepped away from it for their own mental health, apparently. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I do that, but on much smaller, uh, you know, in much smaller doses. When I just, I got to take a, a game off. I cannot, I cannot watch a game. Um, but people have done it, you know, for for years here, 
I can't say that I blame them. And hey, if they come back and they're not really aware of how we got O'Neill Cruz or how, like Eddie said, we got Brian Reynolds and kind of where uh, things are right now, that's okay. You know, I'm not going to jump all over anybody right now because, you know, there's still yeah, a lot right. left to be said. What am I going to gloat about right now anyway? Yeah, the, the, other, the other thing is true too, Eddie. I mean, they, they could have done this differently. Yeah, they absolutely could have. Now, I happen to have been for quite some time looking for a a complete burn down the bridges rebuild. And I was very happy they did it. But that's not that doesn't mean that you have to enjoy this process. I recall a certain conversation at uh, Panera the first time you and I really hung out with each other (laughs) uh, where we both were were excited that this was happening. And, you know, a lot of the stuff that you said in that conversation was, you know, they're in that process now so yeah i mean there there's definitely tons of ways that they could have done this but you know i think in the way that and here's the other thing the way that mlb is structured right now this is really the only way for a small market team and i hate that terminology but this is really the only way they can do it yeah i i mean i totally agree we need to take a quick break here and when we come back i think we need to understand that this team's going to start getting some more national coverage too you're going to start seeing them in ESPN headlines and everything. Let's talk a little bit about how the game changes a little bit for everybody that's been observing them. Welcome back to the Pirates Fan Forum here on DK Pittsburgh Sports. And welcome back to watching the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you're just joining us, we just spent a little bit of time recapping how we got here. And when I mean little bit of time, yeah, we missed some details. We missed a lot of tears and blood and sweat. And so did the national media, boys, because the team has officially entered the interesting to the common fan era of this build, I think with the addition of O'Neill Cruz. You can always tell when ESPN starts mentioning the team, you know, when it's acceptable for them to be no longer the laughing stock and now somebody to at least pay a little bit of attention to because they're kind of fun. So Jim, how do you how do you feel about that when you start seeing them come up nationally again? Does it fill you with pride the way it does like when you see the Steelers nas- mentioned nationally or is it more Oh man, they don't know what's happened here. They they haven't paid attention. You know, I can accept that from the national media. I think it's the local media that kind of gets under my skin when it starts on down that road. Bingo, but be- Jim. Yeah, but before we get to that, let me just say how much I'm enjoying watching O'Neill Cruz. I don't have to make big proclamations yeah. about what he is or what he could be or you know, uh, you mean he's of, not a gold glover after his one diving catch? Well, you know, that is it did look great. That, yeah. I mean, hey, each to their own. But for me, I'm just <laughs> going to enjoy him. You know, he is he is a rock star and uh, yeah. you can't take your eyes off of him because you're just never sure what you're going to see. And uh, I do think we're going to still see some some bumps along the road because that's just baseball in general. But he's a rock star. And when you see ESPN start looking at him, I mean, to me, he's like 
you know, man, if he fills out at all, he's going to look like the predator in a, in a baseball uniform, which <laughs> I, I want to see somebody do a little bit of uh uh, gift with that or something because I'm just I love not, it, man. Yeah, but now it. you know, like, so he's one of those can't take your eyes off guys, and I love that nationally, um, he's getting that attention, which means the Pirates are getting that attention, and 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 I'm just right. I'm I'm just happy about that. I'm just gonna try to enjoy it. I know that doesn't make sense these days. And Jim, it's it's uh, how he's doing it too, man. Like you know, his his uh, season debut, he comes up has the hardest throw, you know, of any infielder in baseball. Hits the hardest ball of any pirate this season. Uh, you know, he just he running the bases faster than, you know, any faster than any sprint uh from any other uh major leaguer. Like it's just it's not yeah. that he's doing it and like just barely getting it done. Like he's doing things that I don't think baseball fans have seen in a very long time. I'm going to bring up a name and people could say whatever they want about this. People can can laugh at me. People can do and say what they want. I don't care. I think he's a taller version and a, a wiry, a more wiry version of Bo Jackson when it comes to his athleticism. If 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 he pans out, he's fast. He can hit for power. He can hit for contact. He can throw the ball a mile. He he does all of these things well. And I think that this now we're seeing why the Pirates want to move him to the outfield because he's such a freakish athlete with such a strong arm. He probably could play the outfield better than any player in the organization just on his pure athleticism alone if he would ever learn it. Uh, that I think we're finally seeing what the Pirates organization has got to see from O'Neill Cruz. And I don't want to be one of those Cody Duncans. I don't want to be, I don't care if I'm calling people out. Um, <laughs> I'm coming in here like a wrecking ball. I don't want to be one of those, one of those people who just, uh, you know, from rum bunner where like, um, I just, yeah, he's an all-star. He's a gold glover. He's this, he's that he's going to be the best thing ever. No, I don't want to sound like that. But you have to acknowledge his freakish athleticism. If this dude was Eddie a just out player, here laying the wood, yeah. This, I mean, yeah, look, if he was a football it's... player, if he was a hockey player, if he was a basketball player, we would be talking about how freakish of an athlete he is. But because he's a baseball player, it's like, oh, we can't do that yet because he's only six games in, five yeah, games. We in, probably you know, screw, wouldn't be talking screw about this. Him if Come, he was a basketball player screw, though. Yeah. We're in Pittsburgh, so screw that. Hey, look, screw look, that. Look, this just... dude is good. He's an athlete. He's a freak. He comes around once a generation. Let's let's be like you said, Jim. Let's enjoy it and be excited about it. And if this dude's good, and if he can do these things, and he's already doing them, who cares? The skill the skill set is completely intoxicating, and yeah. you know, and all the guys he, that have been around forever will already be way in front of this fan, this new fan base, by by already predicting his departure. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we can't. Yeah, you know, God you know whether it's our <laughs> our our fan base or or others it's no, but just that's that, the point like th this is a whole melting pot of of different kinds of fans that are be, that get created when you start coming out yeah. of one of these rebuilds there's going to be new national fans that just latch on to a player like o'neill cruz mm -hmm. and want to watch him play right there's they're going to come out of the woodwork you're going to probably have new podcasts start spawning all over town. And I would, I would fully expect that for real. And honestly, we welcome it like for real, bring it on. If yeah. you know what you're talking about, <laughs> I mean, we God, want more good I stuff, mean, has, not worse. He has nine ribbies and five career games. I mean, that counts for something to me. I mean, it's only yeah, five the, career I'm, games. You know, I, it's, it's one player yeah. and, and he's on a, a team that has no guarantee of building no. around him the way they should. And we hope they do. Yeah. I think I like what I'm, I see coming. I'm cautiously optimistic, but yeah, I'm with you. There's no guarantee. 
Yeah. It's just going to be weird. Like the way that we have to potentially help to uh, bring along people a little bit that haven't really can, been paying attention. Can I, can I give you a when guitar? We talk about subjects. We have to almost backtrack a little yeah. bit sometimes. Can I give you the guitar player analogy of this? Sure. So uh, there's a joke or amongst guitar players that you can tell what, uh, what effects pedal a guitar player bought uh, most recently. Because that's the only effects pedal that you hear in their mix. So, you know, that's like their their new favorite toy. Let Pirates fans have their new favorite toy right now. All you're going to hear about is O'Neill Cruz. You're probably going to hear a little bit about Bly Madris because we should. We sh- he should be getting some shine too. We've got all of these new players coming in, all these young players that we've heard so much about. Now they're finally here in Pittsburgh. Will you please just let us enjoy what we have for once? We went through 21 years of sucky baseball. We had three good years of baseball. Then we went through another six or seven years of sucky baseball. We have one thing, and it's O'Neill Cruz right now. Let us have our one thing, please. Let us be excited. Well, I'm sorry. He's already been proposed in a few Yankees blogs. So, I mean, well, there it is. Listen, I I don't want to gloss over, uh, and we touched on a little bit with the uh, rum bunters of the world and and the Cody's of the world. But also, too, you know, we're talking even the ponies and the Maddens and, yeah. you know, and Nine, the whole 93.7 the fan crew yeah you've already yeah. started to see that i mean you know you can always tell when something's going on with the pirates because people that don't talk about them and don't know a whole heck of a lot about them you start hearing them talk about it and then you can just sit back and snicker a little bit yep so yeah, because you're gonna hear the the wild trade proposals and the um People coming out of the blue, and I, I guarantee this offseason, the thing we're going to hear the most is that now's the time to go out and make a big splash, right? Big splash. You need that $25 million pitcher. And I would say look at the free agent board before you say it because mm. they're gross mm. right now. You wouldn't <laughs> do that. Also, just a little aside on that, Gary, and this is a, this is a legitimate question for both of you because you probably would know this better than – not probably. You definitely would know this better than me. When was the last time that, you know, a team like the Pirates went out and spent $25, $30 million on a pitcher and it actually worked? It it hasn't been working for the teams that, that spend it. Exactly. Really. My, <laughs> so, yeah. Until very exactly. recently with the Yankees. Yeah. So, I mean, like, why do it? You know, like, play the slow well, they game. Won't. They won't. So let's yeah. not worry about it. So. But. I know the, the point is it's it's going to be a changing landscape. I think it's going to be a fun ride if we all let it be. Oh, Just be yeah. patient out there when new people ask weird questions because not everybody's been here all along. And I think if we're not open to it, you're never going to see that stadium as full as you'd like to so you can quit saying you're embarrassed by it. Let's take another quick break. When we come back, we'll do Call Your Shot. going to go away again and take a quick break so that we can bring in the call your shot because you know i gotta give andrew a couple seconds here
happy cruise day, gentlemen. Um, excited to see our future right fielder uh, in action tonight. But uh, question I had for you guys is, are they keeping him at short because they know he's going to create some errors and that'll give him a reason to send him back down? Or are they going to let him work those things out here and start to work him in the outfield eventually? Uh, curious your thoughts on that. Hopefully the errors uh, just magically disappear and he's, you know, Hall of Fame shortstop. But we all know that's probably not going to happen. And uh, we do have to prepare for the inevitable uh, move to the outfield. So what's that look like in a year or two? Um, and uh, and do they send him back down with the error problem and work him in the outfield? Thanks, guys. Keep it up. All right. And that's Call Your Shot. It's our buddy Jay. Um, figured I'd get right into it because uh, – you know, you're never going to get a hotter time than to talk about Cruz and his defensive abilities than right after what we just have watched over the over the past few days here. And uh, admittedly, this came into me, I think, right after news broke that Cruz was getting called up. So our buddy Jay hadn't had a chance to see him yet. Maybe his opinion has changed a little bit. But, uh, I mean, Cruz has shown you why he's so intriguing already there, Jay. The arm strength, in my opinion, has made up for poor technique. He double clutches. He crow hops his way before firing a laser across, and it works. But if he cleans up the technique, it just won't be needed as often. Mm -hmm. That said, he isn't going back down unless he were to catastrophically melt down. Eddie, thoughts? Yeah, I I mean, if you listen to what Shelton said, they expect him to play shortstop for now, is I, I, I believe a close quote of what, uh, you know, what Shelton said a couple nights ago. Um, I don't know that they're purposely letting him play shortstop just so he could, you know, bury himself into the outfield. I, I don't think that's the case. If that was, I think that was the terminology Jay used. Uh, or you know to kind of play his way out of shortstop. Uh, I don't think any major league team, even if you even if you don't care as much as the Pirates do right now about uh, you know wins and losses, I don't think that that's what any major league team would do. Because I mean that's when you start messing with with a guy's confidence and whether or not he can play the field and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think that's the case. I think they genuinely want to see how he does at the professional level, at the major league level as a shortstop. Um, I think that just because he's not the prototypical shortstop body doesn't mean that he can't play shortstop in the major leagues. Like you said, there's a lot of technique issues there and there's a lot of maybe some fundamental stuff there that needs to be cleaned up. But again, going, going back to his raw talent, you can't just roll him out as not being an everyday shortstop because of what he can do. And the last thing I'll say before I give it to Jim is we actually heard uh, John Baker say that about his batting. Um, Alex uh, Stumpf asked him a question, uh, uh, asked Baker a question a couple of weeks ago about, uh, you know, O'Neill Cruz's plate, uh, his approach at the plate. And and Baker had a really good comment about it, basically saying, look, we want to teach him like, hey, this is a ball you should swing at. This is a ball you shouldn't swing at. This is the approach that you should have. But at the same time, when you just have that God given ability to go down at your ankles and, you know, poke one <laughs> 420 feet, there's some coaching that just has to be set to the side when you have a guy that can do special things like that. I think it's the same thing on the defensive side of the ball. There's a lot of, like, right. like you said, Gary, there's a lot of technique stuff, but there's also a lot of athleticism that makes up for it. And sometimes you just gotta let them be an athlete. Yeah. I, um, it's funny. I was going to take it to people get very, um, focused on his defense. 
but there are so many parallels to when you watch him offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, even today, um, uh, in the game we just watched, you know, he smoked the ball off the center field wall. And uh, that was to the right center field of things. And that was First an outside. He's seen in about three games. Yeah, too. and that was an outside pitch, and he was he he had his weight shifted the wrong way, and he still was able to do it. Great. Um, sometimes God-given ability will just take over and 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 make up for things, and um, that's what's going to happen on defense here for a while too. And look, this is the time to find out. This kind of year, uh, you. The, We've referenced this player-centric culture for how long. He wants to play shortstop. They're going to throw him in there and let him sink or swim. I think that's exactly what you should do with it. it and if, if they have to do anything, if they don't have to do anything fantastic. If they have to, he'll know uh, at that point in time that he was given the opportunity. So I just think it'll, it's going to work itself out. And... Um, We'll see. I, I, I still don't have any big idea yet of whether it's going to happen or not. I think it's fair to say, too, when, when, the, when the, the open fan pitching to move him to the outfield started, I think it started more out of a fear that the Pirates didn't have any outfielders coming. That's a good point. And, man, I really feel like that has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, Right now, when I'm hearing like, "Oh, put up, put O'Neill out in left field," for who? I mean, like, I I want Jack Swinski to play still. Yeah, kind of like what I'm seeing from Bly Madras. I, Cal Mitchell's not chopped liver. There's that Swaggerty kid. You're not that, putting him in know, center. <laughs> at some point, somebody might want to try again. There's Frazier, Gorski. I mean, like, do I need to put O'Neill Cruz out there? No. Yeah. This is and Figaro's got just as many errors. Calm down. This is his audition. This is his tryout. It is a 90 game look at it. I hope they don't I hope they actually do give him a few starts here or there somewhere else. But uh this is what I want to see. I want to see if he can do it. Yeah. I wanna I wanna know at the end of this year whether it's viable long term before things start getting a little more important with the wins and losses part of things. I mean, I have a feeling that that question will probably be a very gray answer by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But I, I also think that he'll have done enough that let's just say you're not going to be concerned about whether he will be a successful baseball player or not. No, and by I think the it end just of this season. Yeah, and I think what it does is it'll just point you in the right, in the better direction of what 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 you might be able to expect long term. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fair, and I think that's a fair answer to it too. Um, the other, the only other thing I could really say to answer that question at all is, you don't bring a kid up like this under the circumstances you brought him up under when you intentionally were messing with him, right? And then send him back down. No, um, that when you're only doing this because you're that for sure that he's for keeps. Yep, and. So here's a question for both of you, and I, I think this would be a really good segue into kind of what we were you know, hinting at talking about at the break, uh, guys. Is So obviously we don't see this team, as, as com- unless there's a miracle, we don't see this team competing this year, probably not next year either, you know, for, for a legitimate playoff spot. So what 
I mean, when you look at this lineup, though, if you just go down the lineup right now, you've got Stawinski, you've got Reynolds, you've got um, Bly Madris, you've got uh, O'Neill Cruz. You're, you're starting to to put together a decent lineup. You know, Key Brian Hayes. Hopefully, he's okay. By the way, I, I'm, I know he he got looked like he was a little bang, dinged up there at the end of the game today. So hope or Thursday. So hopefully, he's he's okay. But you're you've got like five or six players now. And I would throw Kyle Mitchell in that, too, because I like the way he looks with this team. I like the way, you know, maybe he's not an everyday player, but I like the way he looks. I, I like the way he slots in as a as kind of a you know rotational guy uh, or, you know, like that utility guy in the outfield. What's realistic expectations for this team over the next two years for you two guys? Because I think flirting with 500 and even being in that like wild card race, even if they don't get it, I, the way this lineup is built, if you get any kind of pitching, I'm starting to think that when these guys start to gel, that's that's not completely out of the realm of possibility for this team in the next two years. I'll go back to what I wrote first in 2020. This year will be fun. Next year will be 500 and a wild card. That's what I think will happen next year. Jim? They'll be right there for the wild card. 500 pretty much gets you in the wild card with the expanded yeah. playoffs. What do you think, man? Um big thing here is too with this division and you know um there there are it's not a strong division so that could change things a little bit as far as how quickly they are in the conversation for a wild card i think um this off season is kind of a big a big i gotta see what they're doing this off season before i make any huge predictions i do think they'll probably be closer to a 500 team next year and if they are i am fine with that Mm -hmm. um but i want to get out of the out of the situation where we are seeing any more retreads at all whether it's in i don't want to see i don't want to see another yu chang i do not want to see another jared i i those days to me must be over by next year. Mm-hmm. I bet they aren't though, because let's let's be completely transparent there. Wouldn't you call Jose Quintana a retread? Yes, but at least there was some pedigree there at one point. Now you so know So retreads with pedigree are okay, but but retreads uh, like, uh, like trying to resurrect someone else's prospect. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's kind of uh, what they did, you know, in thirteen, fourteen and fifteen. I mean if you look at like, you know, I wouldn't call, you know, Bernetta retread necessarily, but like he wasn't, and you know, he he kind of resurrected his career. We we saw it with um, Liriano. Liriano was, was that, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, we, like you can get lucky with guys. Uh, at, was it uh, Vol- Edison Volquez? Was the other one? I mean, like where you know he he came here, kind of hit a reset button. I'm okay with that kind of stuff. Like, but what Jim is saying. The Yu Changs, the I would even throw Yoshi Shitsugo in that in that uh, in that category. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to see these guys. I that's what I want. Yoshi be. was a legit shot at at getting a an affordable power bat in a position of need. And I, I I guess like as long as they do the right thing and cut bait when they should, I'm not going to get on them about taking a swing. You know, if they want to try somebody like that. They thought he was worth four million dollars. Hey, let them you know let them call okay. their shot. Whatever. They tried. <laughs> now, as long as they do the right thing. Now, if they're gonna try to make him work off his four million dollars at the expense of like yeah. getting uh 
some crap lottery ticket that will never pan out. I, I just don't. I'd rather them just get get rid of them. The the reason I asked the question is I think it's important, especially with all of the new fans coming on board. Well, I wouldn't say new fans, but like new old fans that are coming on board. I think it's it's really important that that shows like this, and I think you guys do a really good job of this, um, setting realistic expectations for for people that are just coming in and, and maybe don't have all the answers, who don't follow it as closely as you two do. Uh, and I mean, even guys like me who are kind of like, you know, one, one leg in, one leg out, like I, I don't know every single, you know, minor league prospect. I don't know every single pitching prospect. I don't know every single thing that there is to know. And so that setting that realistic, realistic expectation, I think, and in, in being honest and upfront with, with how we're looking at this baseball team is really important if the fan base is going to grow. This show as Jim has said multiple times, has always been about just trying to connect fans and give them a place to actually talk about baseball without all the noise that you hear all the time. And what people perceive as media fights, you know, like when we get on somebody like like a Cody Duncan or whatever, it's not that I care that he comes out with something first. I could care less. And Good to be clear, him. I don't think any of us dislike Cody as a person. It's we don't know that, him. You know, I, I, I don't know the guy. Zero. I don't know that, the guy. This is strictly baseball. It, the reason that we get irritated is because I do know, going through this process, that there will be new fans that come on board. And when I've got somebody screaming constantly that they're going to win the World Series in 2023, when I know that's complete and utter bullshit, and making out a lineup with 2021 20, draft picks already in it a year in the future. Mm-hmm. I don't want those young and or haven't been paying attention to the game fans to come on board and see some moron screaming that stuff so that I can look like I'm Bingo. pessimistic about the team because I don't agree that Nick Gonzalez will automatically jump to the starting lineup in 2022. That's why we get mad. You get irritated with other people that that are constantly, oh, Charrington's definitely going to trade Reynolds this trade deadline. No, he's not. Look at what is happening on the team. That is not what he's doing. Listen to how excited Brian Reynolds was the other night when he was talking about it. You know, like he was the one that that said we're close. That kind of stuff is the crap that happens – and just encaptures these these fans that haven't been paying attention and they finally do start paying attention and they wander down the wrong dark alley and run into one of these morons that's telling them just garbage. Yeah. yeah. Absolute garbage. Yeah. Or they accidentally turn on the fan gym and all of a sudden there's Pony propa- proposing a trade of their f- brand new favorite player they just recognized for the first time. Yep. That's yep. why we get mad about it. And it look- ain't about competition. Look, and we we hammer people on both sides, whether you're overly optimistic or overly pessimistic. You know, I feel like, you know, if you don't meet, I think we, we try to hit the reasonable spectrum here and the unbiased, uh, you know, approach to things. And that's the standard that I want us to keep. It's the standard I want our guests to keep. And that's what I think fans deserve. And if other people that are trying to do this don't want to meet that, that's what I have a problem with. Yeah. It's the information you're putting out there. Um, it's not quite, about a difference of opinion either. It isn't. 
No, that's a difference. That's, 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 as long as you're looking at the right evidence and you come to a different conclusion, cool. Good for you. Cool. Oh, look, Gary. I mean, look, look at us sitting down and having a conversation about David Bednar. You know, absolutely. Um, it, it, look, it, we could we could take opposite sides on that position and probably sound pretty convincing. And you know why? Because you can you can make good arguments for topics that don't always have this absolute right or wrongness to them and um you have to be willing to look at things with an open mind and call things as you see them and we just don't have enough of that and it's something that i feel like um anybody that wants to come jump in this thing now uh i just want them to be hitting the ground running with some good information and then that way they're not sitting here wondering why it is 2023 and this team yeah. isn't, you know, it, winning the division yet. Exactly, Jim. And the last thing that I'll say is this. I've played baseball for 12 or 13 years. And I, I, I fell in love with baseball, not so much because it's the most fun sport to play or to watch, because for me that's always been hockey. I fell in love with baseball because of how poetic this game is. And – if you are a new fan or if you you know left the game because the pirates have frustrated you for however long and now you're you're starting to kind of like dip your toes back into into the swimming pool sunday and monday are the epitome of why i'm a baseball fan jack Sawinski hits three home runs hits the walk off home run on fathers day with his dad in attendance it is the most storybook thing that you could possibly get out of a baseball game and then Monday, O'Neill Cruz comes up and Bly Madrid comes up and they just absolutely steal the show. And the Pirates have their biggest win of the season. And it's the young guys that are doing it. To me, like Sunday and Monday is the exact reason why I could never stop watching baseball and I can never stop loving baseball. And if you're one of those people that are on the fence about should you, you know, go through these, you know, kind of like lean years as a Pirates fan you get these stories in baseball that you just don't get anywhere else. And that, that is why I want to come on this show and talk with you guys. And that's why I listen to you guys and listen to other people talk about baseball. And I watch the game because there's something so special about those two days, like those two days that you, nothing that happens the rest of the season will, will take away what happened Sunday and Monday for me. That's why I'm a baseball fan. That's and why I, you, should I, be I, you were there, right? I was there for both games. And I, I said, um, dude i'm so jealous of you by the way I, listen uh i i said after the swinsky game i said that's a top five game for me it, it, to be in attendance for i really felt that um and then you know we decided kind of on a whim to go back down on monday night and uh two of the most enjoyable nights i've yeah. had at the ballpark and that is something i do want to tell any fans that are are, are, are thinking about getting back on board not it's a pretty good time to do it. Um, and look what that's going to do for your kid, a, man. Yeah, you can go down and see some uh, some players that uh, really might have a future in mm -hmm. Major League Baseball and some special guys. And um, it was just so enjoyable. So I would, I would, hey, people, if you if you're not ready to go down, you're not ready to 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 buy in. I can tell you, you can still have a pretty good night going down and seeing some better baseball right now. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's really the the moral of the story. The, the pirates are going to be more fun. 
be a welcoming community. Absolutely, be, man. Be what Pittsburgh is, man. Like, let people in. Let kids come in and, and say something stupid. And don't pound them with, that's a dumb trade proposal. Like, talk with them about it. Let people Somebody enjoy the new toys, the man. Role, help them understand the role. Yep. Baseball's stupid. It has too many roles. Help them understand <laughs> it. You know, explain to somebody how how a win is credited to a pitcher. Yep. Don't don't just dismiss them as being dumb or not worth your time. Because if you're welcoming, you know, you can help build this community back up. And that's really what I started doing everything that I do for the Pirates community because I wanted to rebuild it. Mm-hmm. I hated what was out there. Well, you told me on so, the golf course you're a hockey guy. Hockey's my favorite. <laughs> to root and, for. and so, so yeah, like I mean, you know, to, to take that up and say oh, I'm going to fix this baseball community or at least be a part of fixing this baseball community. I mean, we need it, man. Uh, we need guys like you. We both of you. I mean, I, I know I'm not. I mean, I produced the There's show. There's a lot of good ones out there. Though. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones out there. That's what we need to do is just keep it up. Keep pumping the community and let everybody have a nice welcoming place to come yeah. and learn about baseball and watch it. Follow the team. Don't hear hot takes and garbage. No, I just don't want people to think that I'm pumping you guys up because you're on our network and that I produce the show. I, I want people to understand, like, I've, I listened to Gary and Jim and, and Graves when, you know, when she was doing it with you guys regularly um side note shout out to graves i miss you graves i hope you're doing well um i I genuinely enjoy listening to you guys talk baseball and and i you know i I wouldn't come on the show if i didn't i i wouldn't pour into what i you know the the little bit i pour in to help you guys out i wouldn't do that and I, i want people to know it's not because they're on our network if these guys were on a completely different network or on their own i'd still be pumping up gary and jim they're they they're knowledgeable they're funny they're engaging they really do a good job and and i you know if this is your first time listening to them um stick around with them because this is a very informative and um un uh, it's a disarming it's informative and disarming show and i just appreciate what you guys are doing for the baseball community in pittsburgh i really do speaking of disarming and informative informative shows jim i don't know if you had a chance to check it out but i wanted to pump something else out there what's up you haven't seen the pivot Oh yes, with, with Ryan yeah. Clark. Ooh, yeah, that, that interview that he did with Mike Tomlin, one of the best. Man, that might be the best podcast I've ever listened to of any genre. Yeah, it's incredible, absolutely it was incredible. Engaging, stuff. and it had me captivated for yeah, well over an hour. So good, so good. Highly recommend go check I, it out. I spend really. twenty hours of le- a week probably listening to podcasts <laughs> for my job. So for me to no. sit down for an hour and 10 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes or whatever that was and like not move from my seat, it, it has to be a captivating, it has to be, you know, a good show. And that oh, was, that's one of the best interviews I've ever watched. That was great. So, Hey Eddie, thanks for jumping on with us, man. And I know we got all sappy towards the end there, but no, I really no, appreciate man, I... it. And I guess I'm a little extra emotional because I do feel like th- this is a good pin moment mm. for the Pirates. Yeah, th- I do feel like. There's definitely a, a little bit of a uh, turning the corner happening right now. Yeah, this, this I'm week not is... saying that the team is going to finish with a good record. I, I'm still sticking to my 70 win prediction, but 
it's it's going to be a I fun like season, I think, for the rest you know the rest of this. It's going to be fun. Well, well, you know, and I, we we just uh, just real quick, we just saw there are ways to lose still in baseball that can look quite differently. We just saw it in one series where um, uh, you're going to see that with the Pirates, they're still going to have some down games. The kid, the, these kids are going to struggle at times, but you're, what you are going to see is uh, just better talent. And yeah, they might not win because they're still trying to figure some things out, but it should look better on a night-to-night basis than it has for a good while here. Yeah, at least I think one thing I can say right now to look for in particular, if you just want to kind of have a more fun night, the way that the team is built right now, I'd say there's more good than bad, Mm. at least in in the lineup. And uh, most nights... I don't think when you look at that little graphic that comes up and says the next uh, due up, the three that are due up, not very many nights are you going to look at that next three due up and go, oh man, we don't have a chance to score this. <laughs> in. Yeah. And that is not something that I have been able to say since 2019. Yep. Oh, there, there have been since 2019, there have been nights where it's been six deep out of nine that you were yeah. wondering how they were going to get any base runners on. So yeah. we're, we're, so, I mean, we're the, the tide is a changing a little bit. And I, I think, it, I think this is a good, a good pinpoint. Yep. And, you know, we're coming up on our one year anniversary of going to uh, YouTube with, with DK Pittsburgh mm-hmm. sports and officially signing on here. So um, feels like a good, uh, a good time to just put a pin in history and remember where we are right now. Yep. Cause I do think we're kind of getting ready to start the upward climb. That's right, man. And uh, World Series next year. Let's go, boys. <laughs> according to some, according to some. So, Jim, how do people get a hold of you, brother? Yeah, so uh, you know me. It's all Pittsburgh all the time. It's for the city underscore four one two or at Jim Stam twenty two. Always talking Pirates, Steelers, Penguins, Pit Panthers, and um, hey, man, you know, just like we talked about, if 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 you're out there, you've got questions about baseball or the or the game. Uh, you know, yeah, I get sarcastic sometimes and, and, uh, you know, and aim, uh, my vitriol toward a few people, but uh, on the whole, listen, if you're just interested, curious, have a question, man, hit me up, DM me, or just ask me on Twitter. I'll be glad to, to, to talk to you about it. The author of the Jaggies gets, uh, gets sarcastic every once in a while. I could <laughs> yeah. never believe it. You never know, believe it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've had some people say to me, man, I was afraid to say anything to you. And I'm like, oh, it's, it's not like that. Come on. Those people earn that. All right. Uh, Eddie, how do people get a hold of you if you want to be gotten a hold of uh, and any exciting news you can break about anything DK sports related? Eddie underscore P underscore four one two on Twitter. Uh, that's pretty much where I'm at nowadays is Twitter. Um, you can occasionally catch me on the Ramon Foster show uh, when DK decides to sleep in or take take a couple hours <laughs> off. He doesn't take days off. He you takes do, hours at a time. Um, you do a good job spot starting. It's it's a lot of fun, and Ramon makes it easy. So it, it's yeah. a blast. But other than that, I'm I'm all over the place on you know behind the scenes with DK. Um, maybe some live streams and live shows coming. I don't want to say too much, but you know we we're we're working on some new things. Uh, you know, working on how we're gonna build that all up. So stay tuned to that. 
Uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. I think you guys will probably be involved with it because um, you guys are always the guinea pigs. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie P four one two on Twitter, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Good talking right, to you, buddy. That's always you know fun, how to man. get a hold of me always too. Fun. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and have the cool little kids say, "Let's go, Bucks." Yes, go, Bucks.